In lieu of our normal stick today, I want to take some time out to talk about mental health. Um, the ongoing battle with depression is one that many people face, and for some people it is very overwhelming. So if you or a loved one are struggling with depression, I urge you to reach out and talk to somebody about that. And if you don't feel like you have anybody to talk to, uh, there is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, the number for that is one 800 273-8255 and I encourage you please, please seek help uh, again the number is 1-800-273-8255 thank you and enjoy the show so no head I'm going to stab you in the face. If it ain't about Jesus, I'm going to hit you with this cake. <laughs> Welcome to the Just Plain Filthy Podcast. I am TJ Vegas. I'm Casey Campbell. And I'm Devin, a.k.a. Devin. And now we're back to the show. Oh, you didn't have an a.k.a. today? Uh, bitch, I just had one. Duh, fine. <laughs> I am a.k.a. If you ain't a Christian, I'm going to stab you in the face. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot you with this K. So AKA. That was Reliant K. See Reliant AK. <laughs> Reliant uh, AK. Those are my Reliant seven. It's my Reliant AKs. And uh that was I showed that freestyle to Casey and TJ today. Jesus and they Christ. were like, Hey, you should put that as part of the intro and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Betty White. Oh, yeah, she ain't dead, but you know, that's coming up. Um, oh, that's fucked up. It is. Shout that, out mental illness. <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out mental illness. That was um. That kind of reverts back to our intro. Oh <laughs> damn. That was the uh, that was the comedian Kenny Fox with rap producer uh, no Zach Fox with rap producer Kenny Beats. There you go. Kenny Beats. All right. And Zach Fox is one of the funniest people alive. He recently got a bunch of shit on Twitter because he uh, you know that that um, it was that thing on the internet that little kid was like, oh, I'm going to sell hot chocolate to fund the border wall in Texas, whatever, but it was, like, in the middle of fucking May, and it was, like, 80 degrees, Oof. and you're selling hot chocolate in the middle of, just like, May. How racist you got to be. To buy hot chocolate in Texas. They made $22,000 oh. for that border wall in Texas. What? And so he's like, oh, I'm just going to hit that kid with a car. Just made a subtle joke, and the internet lost his mind to the point where he changed his profile picture on Twitter to a cartoon of a kid getting hit by a car. That's and awesome. <laughs> and he just leaned into it. I'm sorry for all those kids that got hit by cars. I'm not. That's, that's funny. Zach Fox is one of the funniest people alive. I highly recommend checking out all of his work. Just go on YouTube, Zach Fox. You will find all the shit you need. That's my one plug. Dude, speaking of getting so hit back. by a car, fucking Undertaker felt like he got hit by a car for that jack. See, night. that's how we segue in 2019. Fuck yeah. Um, that was that match was a fucking car crash. I heard that. Literally. I heard it was bad. I heard that the fucking Super was Showdown was awful. I didn't fucking see it. I just, I no. There was like <laughs> no, we watched, three watched matches out of like the ten that were decent. Yeah. Did yeah. you did you catch it? I watched the whole thing. Wow. So, so you support the Saudi blood money? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. As you turn around, as you turn around and start counting your Saudi blood money. Yeah. Um, I'll just go through the card, kind of give my uh, <laughs> my reactions to these. 
the Usos versus the Revival was a very good match. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the new direction the Usos are going with. FTR. Trying to be like pranksters. Like they're fucking Jamie Kennedy the tag team now. Yeah. I'm not about it. But I am I'm a big fan of both of those teams. And whenever they work together, I'm gonna fucking tune in. Of course. So that match was good. I'd probably give it like a two point eight out of five though. It wasn't the best, but I'm not gonna fucking pretend it was Great. Fun, but not great. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Anything with Baron Corbin in it, I'm going to say sucks. One stars. Because he's really annoying, and I don't like seeing him. He's which, really not that great. I mean, he's, I mean that, that good for his character, he's trying to be hated, so I'll give him that. You know, there's, he's a good character. Worker. I don't like seeing him shoved... On every fucking thing. Yeah. Just all the be, time. just plain filthy. Be like, how do we give Baron Corbin versus Baron Corbin zero stars? How do we give Baron Corbin versus Baron Corbin negative stars? <laughs> how do we take stars away from him? I need one more star, and I'm a good noodle. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that was so that match was really nothing special, right? Um. Yeah. Finn Balor versus Andrade was a great match. That's what I heard. Um, Finn Balor defeated Andrade of because oh, yeah. you don't fucking defeat the demon. No, the no. demon's undefeated. Which demon hasn't lost I, yet. I need kind of go on a tangent with this. Um, they let Finn Balor be the demon, but they didn't let Aleister Black perform because of demonic Ooh, tattoos. Ooh, that's a good point. <clears throat> that's dumb as fuck. I like demons, but only if they're fake and not made of, <laughs> and not made of ink. <laughs> and probably not real, well, that's, I guess. Well, that, you know, the demon... Outfit that can be taken off. Alistair Black's tattoos are permanent. No, you can take them oh, off with a cheese grater. Satanic. That's a good point. That, that? That's a sharp edge. Yeah, that uh, is a hot take. Good for scraping. That's a good, good for scraping. No, I think it, I think that was also more because of Alistair Black's religious affiliation as a Satanist. Yeah, I think it was more of that. They also used the religious aspect of his tattoos, but I also think it was mostly because of his yeah. actual religious affiliation with yeah. Satanism. So. I feel like they were like, oh, no, the so devil's working. catching me there. They ain't, oh, no, they ain't uh, catching me in Saudi Arabia because uh, I like women. Yeah, they ain't catching me in yeah, Saudi Arabia because bitches. apparently you can't do anything in Saudi Arabia. Fuck! What did you just do? Why? Kevin Smith. Porn. Oh. <laughs> cut that out. Anyway, go on, TJ. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cut it out. Yes, yeah, so that match was great. It was very back and forth. It was, like, believable that Andrade could have won. Right. And at some points it looked like he could have won. But then you have to remember he's the demon, and you ain't fucking doing that to the demon. All right. No. So, next was Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre facing Roman Reigns. Yeah, I didn't care about that. Uh, anything about Shane this. McMahon, again, I like him as a heel. I don't like seeing him on my TV every fucking <laughs> chance that they get. Shane McMahon's going to become WWE champion. And also, no. I'm not a fan of Drew McIntyre. Stop feeding into that. I'm also not a fan of Drew McIntyre. Really? All. Not right now, no. Really? Because every week he's just like, right. I'm the alpha. Okay. All you guys are complacent. He sounds, like, he sounds like fucking angry Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. And it's fucking... Yeah. That was actually that was pretty spot on, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I, 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 I like Drew <laughs> Galloway. I'm not so hot on Drew McIntyre. But, um, I like him as a wrestler. Shane but I, and Drew I, yeah. defeated Roman Reigns. It's fun uh, that Roman's fantastic. losing. It's only going to make his big comebacks that much stronger. That's what they're doing. And I'm yeah. so happy with it. So he can be a bona fide star when they go poof on Fox. 
He can I be know. a bona fide star. Bonafide. No, Campbell, get the, to get get the dick out of your ear, Campbell. <laughs> Put it in that bullet. <laughs> oh, I got stuff to talk about when you're done. Butt stuff. <laughs> you um, just reminded me of an article I just read. Um, the Lars Sullivan, um, it was, I, I guess you can say, de- it says defeated on here, but I watched the fucking match. Um, <laughs> the match oh, was, was called the, off. The, was it the Lucha House Party? Yeah. Okay. Lars Sullivan versus the Lucha House Party. Yeah, I guess it was technically defe- he defeated them because the, all of them jumped on top of Lars and started beating him up and strengthened numbers and took him out for a second and they got a DQ. Really? Yeah. Yay. And then they're like, yeah, we fucking took him out and slapping fives, walking up the ramp. Then you see Lars Sullivan get out of the ring with an angry face, big mad. Mm. And he just took them all out, suplexed them onto the ramp, onto the steel, like toss them around like fucking Man. children. Lars Sullivan's about to come out with that angry face and say racist things on Reddit. Like, like that fucking Again. statue in, uh, in like Greece or something with like the man going, with his hands oh, up in the yeah. air and just beating up children. Is that what it, that's what it looked like. It was just the living equivalent of that. Yeah. Oh, I wish I knew that thing because then people yeah, could no. know what I'm talking about. I feel like some people, they'll, they'll get that reference. Yeah. I did. But, uh, so it was cool because at first I thought Lucha House Party took out Lars Sullivan. What? Oh, we all and peaked. I was like, peaked my interest and I was like, oh no, they're gonna get all, they're all gonna fucking die right now. Lars Sullivan's about to go on Reddit <laughs> and say racist things again. He's like, Calling see it. what see what I just did to the Mexicals? Look at And then we're all gonna be like, fuck you, Lars. So I just threw Still super crazy out of the ring. Yeah. Their masks are no help. Um, <laughs> Randy Orton versus Triple H. Great match. Yeah. I liked it. Who won? Oh, um, Randy Orton Not defeated sure. Triple H. Yeah, that seems Not fair. Surprised. Oh, wow. Randy Orton on a pay-per-view in 2019? Yeah. It was good. Damn. Oh, he, te- H- uh, he teased that he was going to do the, uh, the punch punt kick. kick. Oh, I love and it. it was real close. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, pedigree. And then it was like, nope, swing out of the pedigree. RKO, RKO, one, two, three. I like it. So it was really good. Good. Um, Braun Strowman defeated Bobby Lashley. How was it? I didn't really care for it no? too much. See, because um, whenever I've seen Braun Strowman against like other big hosses, like big big boys, yeah. he usually puts on a pretty good effort. Like I remember it was like a year or two ago or some shit where he had like a series of matches with Big Show yeah. on Raw and it was like an actual. Oh, res- those matches were great. Because it was an actual wrestling match. Because when you get a big dude with a like, they're <laughs> trained wrestlers. That, they know how to do wrestling things. Their cage match they had. Insane. That was great. Insane. But if pretty much at this point, if you've seen one Bobby Lashley Braun Strowman match, you've seen, you've them, seen all. them all. Yeah, we are. They're not terrible, but they're always the same. Yeah. Braun, for once in your life, don't smash. <laughs> big monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kofi yeah. versus uh, Ziggles. I did it? not catch that match. Oh no! Because I didn't get home in time. Yeah. The one important. I left wait. for a second. Oh wait! I've been uh, I've been out of the loop, Dolph. Yeah, it's because Kevin Owens. Back. Kevin Owens refused to go to Saudi Arabia because of Sami Zayn, because Sami's yeah. not allowed to go to Saudi Arabia because he's Syrian. Oh, yeah. And so Kevin Owens is like, my best friend's not gonna allowed to go. Well, huh? I'm not going. It was supposed to be him against Kofi, but he pulled out, and then they just kind of threw the like a wild, wild Ziggler appears. It's I super effective. Over. That's awesome. Gang, gang. Neither <laughs> do I. But, um, and that hurts me more than it helps me. So he came in and he attacked um, Kofi Kingston and said, like, you're getting all the praises that I should be getting, and you're getting this whole thing. I should have gotten it. And if you, I mean, if you look at the old, the other tournament that they had, yeah, it should have been him. Yeah. Right. Um, so I get it. But I didn't get that match. I left the TV on, and I went yeah. somewhere to get some drinks and came back, and I was like, fuck, I missed the match. All I heard was that it was 
a pretty solid match, and that Ziggler at the end challenged Kofi, because obviously Kofi retained. And I heard that Ziggler challenged Kofi to a cage match. Ooh. So that would probably get that at, like, stomping grounds or some dumb Jinx, shit. Jinx, you want me a kiss on the lips? Damn it. Damn, you're not a gay make out in the Chick-fil-A? Oh, man. And, and me leaving my camera Fucking at home? Chick for gay. Oh, do it on a Sunday. Yeah. Break in. <laughs> Break in. <laughs> Break in. Break into a Chick-fil-A just to gay make out. <laughs> <laughs> we the type of we the type of motherfuckers to do that. We the type of motherfuckers um, break into the Chick-fil-A gay, start kissing dudes. I guess it was a 51-man battle royal. On a Sunday. <laughs> I guess it was a fifty-one man battle royal. It says yeah. fifty, but I didn't. I didn't count. So I it was don't a big know. battle royal, and yeah. they they gave the the W to some dude named Mansoor. Oh, I'm the guy okay that they fucking that. signed last year. I'm very okay with Mansoor getting it. Isn't um, he of Saudi Arabian descent? Yeah. Yes. Then that makes total sense. Uh, he, as a child, he lived there. Then he Seven, moved to California. Was trained incredible. by Dory Funk Jr. Um, oh no, I'm not. I'm saying he's a great talent. Uh, he trained him. and performed at Hood Slam for a while. No, she, yeah, that's right. And then that. got signed by the WWE. We talked about this last year. And now yeah. he's now he's with uh, NXT. Good. I'm, I'm like, cool. he's great. He's that's good great. on the mic. He's a great performer. He's yeah. got the look. He's a genuine baby face. It also caters to the place that they were in. Yeah, and you're you pushing gotta the send star. the incredibly Every single box checks out. <laughs> it, it, it definitely placated to the Saudis, which is obviously yeah. the whole reason that they were there yeah, for it. Yeah, but literally every box checked out. Like, yeah, it so made sense. I want, where, give me my eventual Mansoor and Ali feud and just yeah. let me have what I want. Yeah? Because I think yeah, that would be that fucking happen. rad. It would just be, be too it, it would be like that Spider-Man facing Spider-Man It would be that meme, yeah. Yeah, but it would be a great match. It would be a pro- I mean, I would like to see that as like a face-v-face yeah. match. Like because, for like respect. Yeah, yeah exactly. I love Jordan when they do that. Miller in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we obviously don't want to upset the Saudis or the, uh, where's Ali yeah. from? Iran? Iraq? Where's Ali from? Uh, Pakistan. Pakistan, sorry. It's... You know what I mean. But, um, and the match that is very infamous. Uh, now, here's where we Undertaker get Undertaker defeated Goldberg. Talk about I do want to talk about it. I, I, When this match happened, I what was the first say? person to go on the Facebook page, facebook.com, just playing filthy, whatever, you know what to do. <laughs> type in, clickety-clack, type in the numbers. Yeah. And I was the first person on the page, and all I posted was, I guess I was right, Taker does suck after all. Goldberg too. Lamau, big caps, big text. I was. I've been saying it. For I mean, public years. opinion is swaying in your favor. Good. So. Do you want to know why? Because I'm fucking right. Yeah, I mean, you've been saying it like I, three since, years now. Since the Lesnar loss, Taker's been dog shit. People can't name one good thing Taker's done since the Lesnar loss. Fucking sucks. Goldberg's been trash. Goldberg was trash when he was a wrestler. He was trash when he came <laughs> back. Right. I'm sorry. The best thing about Goldberg was dime, that match with Diamond Dallas Page. That was the best Goldberg's ever done. They had to stop his streak with a cattle prod. Goldberg and... You're listen, making me sad. I know. But listen. Goldberg was my favorite wrestler as a kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> but take off the take off the, the nostalgia goggles. Oh, that's Look literally at it the as a mark. why I was optimistic about this. Goldberg was, not, was never that good. Taker used to be amazing. Oh, dude. First, first minute of the match, he looked great. And then... Well, that's because he could only go a fucking minute. Like, <laughs> he's only ever been able well, to go a good. minute. Like, right off the bat, he hit a spear. Ever! Great looking spear. I'm, I'm sure. Um, then they did like a couple strikes. Pretty solid. Didn't Goldberg then bust he did his head that, uh, that rolling um, ankle lock thing yeah. that he does. 
looked pretty decent. Look, Goldberg, he, Goldberg can do wrestling stuff. He can go. He can but he can't last. He can do a couple holds and a couple things, but he's always been a Lesnar. Two moves, three moves, pin. That's yeah. the shtick. Goldberg's never been about long matches. He's always been about <laughs> hits head on door, busts head open, and. Breathes in smoke from the pyro sparkles. Ooh, I gotta go July. three minutes with Jericho? Fuck that! And just... <laughs> big spear jackhammer. And then he wins. Like, that's the whole shtick. I like the chest pound. I know. To, to, to put him in a match with Taker, a guy who historically doesn't have, like, short matches... This is a dream match! This is good shit! It's just so you. It's, it's so upsetting to me to see legends that people revere get into their 50s and just aren't able to the let it go. The Prince of Saudi Arabia wants to see it, though. The Prince of Saudi Arabia They're wanted to see throw. Yokozuna and the, and the warrior, <laughs> not knowing they were both dead. I'm just... I'm, They're gonna give us a oh, ton of money. on a tangent and just say how dumb Warrior's wife is? Dana Warrior. Oh, yeah, no. Dana Warrior, like, big dumb, but Dana Warrior is, like, presenting the Warrior Award, so it's like, I'm not gonna get mad at that award. <sighs> No, you Casey think? knows exactly what I'm talking about this. Why? Um, d- d- I, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. D- 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 I was gonna go on a tangent about how the Warrior Awards fucking stupid. Why? And, I mean, like, the recipients are stupid. Right. Don't worry about it. Like, the recipients, like, you're about, you're about, is this for, a hot take? What it stands for is great. I just wish that the Warrior Award wasn't attached. Oh, to the okay. ultimate warrior because okay. the ultimate warrior was a piece of shit in life. That is okay. That's a good point. He <laughs> was a piece of shit from the beginning of his wrestling career. Great wrestler, great talent, great on the mic. Well, Not even really great on the mic. Just like he, he was had good. A at, he was good at shaking ropes, but <laughs> and being racist. I looked like a girl's bike. He was <laughs> racist. He was homophobic, and I wish everything that the warrior award stood for was. You know, Different. attached to a better person. Well, okay, I, I it's it's kind of like the um, how they had that that uh, fabulous Moolah battle royal, and then they're like the battle royal. Fucking battle. hated that too. Yeah, and then they changed it to the with a women's battle royal. They could have China it. battle royal. May Young, May Young, give May Young all the awards, yeah. all of them. May Young China just fucking died. And you gave it to Moolah. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Casey's grievances back on air. Okay, but the reason why I'm saying fuck Dana Warrior yeah. is because... Get back on that, because um, I, I didn't know what she did. I just know uh, I hate the ultimate warrior. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm opening I'm opening the thing right now so I can quote it. We're opening a can of worms. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Can of squirms. Dana Warrior, the wife of the late WWE Hall of Famer Ultimate Warrior, has so, become yeah. significant personality with the WWE. Game Yesterday, <laughs> as a part of Pride Month, a number of WWE superstars and personalities were pictured donning outfits in support of the LGBT. Yeah, yeah. Dana Warrior right. was one of these personalities, that. and just like everyone else, Warrior also took to Twitter to show her love. With a picture of herself in rainbow and a Warrior fucking paint job on her face, her husband was a very notable homophobe and hated gay people. How the fuck are you going to say this isn't cringy and, Kate and pandering at this point? I'm going to fucking gay make out at Warrior's Grave. Yeah, let's go. I'm, the, I'm <laughs> down. <laughs> Screw Trick-fil-A. We're, we we're going to have to Warrior's gay make. Warrior's Grave is never closed. 
We're gonna gay make out in front of that guy's always like, working. What Nobody's the fuck, off. Dana Warrior? Like, you can't just be like, oh yeah, dude, my fucking. D- d-. You can't retroactively just be like all about them gays now, knowing full well what your husband was. Commercialism. R.I.P. to Warrior. I mean, maybe like, now is the best time to say that now that he can't like smack you around for supporting. Jesus. Him. Now I that mean, he can't fair, he make a fool that. of himself yeah. on Twitter or like, love always or YouTube wins. or you know <laughs> hatred dies at a convention literally, where he's going. It doesn't fucking work. <laughs> man and man can't lie together because that's not how babies are made. That's how someone goes, and the award for most disingenuous tweet of the day goes to. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Pride Warrior. Back to the match wasn't Tone very good. Tone isn't just a musical term, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the match wasn't good. very good. The match wasn't yeah. very good. Sorry, I had to go on a tangent about homophobia. Yeah. Pride Month, baby. Um, Pride Month. Gonna gay make out at Warriors. That was grave. like three tangents in a row, but no, like, that's like all meshed into one. But look, giant it, going back to the yeah. to finally bring the WWE point home, is bad. There we go. No, it's <laughs> it sucks because it's like bits and pieces. Taker was great. Goldberg was a spectacle, but now it's like they're old, they're gassed, they're tired, they're cranky. Taker looked like he was just over it. Goldberg concussed himself, and then that, that tombstone botch that looked yeah, all spooky. Yeah, no, and I it, saw a video of that. That was fucking awful. And then, like, awful. Goldberg was bleeding like a stuck pig, and then it's like, you got goddamn... That jackhammer, which ended up just being... That was, it was just a brain buster. They're like, what the fuck? You wouldn't let Austin Aries do a brain buster, but you're going to let Goldberg do one? Well, that's that Saudi money. <laughs> Saudi money moves mountains. And so... Oh, God, it was bad. But I like that, um... What's his name? We were going back to him, Ali. A lot of people trying yeah. to order. <laughs> Ali donated his entire check from the Saudi show to uh, to some charity. I can't remember what it was for. Oh, yeah. But he donated. Finn Balor. No, I about that. Finn Balor was openly supporting the LGBT in Saudi Arabia. Yes. yes. Which was like terrifying because he did he did like the Finn freeze, that <laughs> Finn pose. Yep. In front of the ring in Saudi Arabia and posted the picture like, "Hey, love is love, love wins," and he had all the rainbows in the tweet. And yeah. everyone everyone's posting gifts of like. I was like, oh, Finn Balor, after sending this treat, it's just a dude running through the airport <laughs> at full tilt. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, fam, they're about to hold your ass hostage. But then it's like, they, and then it's like, let's be real, Saudi Arabia does not want smoke with Ireland, so they're probably not going to do that. They Big want no smoke with Ireland. Finn. So, yeah, so that show overall, it, not too good. No, we're in, we're in for a couple, what was like 10 more years of this shit? Yeah. It's like they signed a, it's like a 10-year Saudi deal. It last that long. Hey, probably guess what? Won't. No. But, uh, but that, what I was sucks. at a graduation last night, and they were like, shouts out to the class of 2031, and I was like... No, oh, not no. going to be here. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, nay, nay. water world. What, yeah, what sucks, fun. What sucks the most is that <laughs> because of the Saudi shit, there are going to be major plot lines that run throughout the year that are going to either culminate or continue at a Saudi Arabia show. That means the storylines that are supposed to end at WrestleMania are I'm no longer me. important because for the next decade... All the storylines going forward are to serve the Saudi Arabian big show because they paid the most money. Well, so it's you know what I mean. So it's going to be it's shit a like big show. it's a big okay. show. It's a big bad show tonight. It's no woman. This company will be better after Vince McMahon is in the ground. CM Punk 2014. I mean, I'm Installing just reiterating. In the ground pool. They're, they are installed. That's right. Yeah. Filled with money. Filled but with it, money. It just, it's, tears of, it's just super sad to know. Tears of wrestling fans. That, like, WrestleMania is no longer going to feel like, like WrestleMania. A, like, a, like a season finale should, if you think about it. Yeah. Because that's kind of what their season finale is. I mean, is. like, other than this past year, none of them have felt that way since 30, so. 
So now we're getting, well, we've said this before, good mania is every five years now instead of ten. Usually your life goes to shit after 30, so yeah. That's a good, that is, yeah, you yeah. know what, that's a fair point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're I mean, right. We're almost there. Of hope. We're almost there. It's just sad to see now that like you might get like anal on your thirty fifth, but like after that, ah, on me or do I get to? Cynical guys. Am I the one who's doing the anal or am I getting pegged? I don't know. Because because I could go either way on it. It all depends on your living situation. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. That's valid. Yeah, but sorry, I was being so cynical about that. But no, uh, it's cynicism's fine in this regard. But that's all I have. Is that? But on the flip side. There was some good wrestling. We had we had good wrestling. We had New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, wrestling. Dominion, that was on and mm, sexy minion, which is ba- again basically that's right. Basically their SummerSlam. Dominion and um, yes, basically their SummerSlam and it but. was fucking rad. But. The first half of the card was like you know a typical New Japan. You're gonna get fucking slick tag matches. The opening match was John Moxley against some young lion. Yes. For the U.S. title and it was like a three minute squash where Moxley comes out. Beats the brakes off this poor young lion, this poor boy, and then uh, gets out of the ring, and he takes the microphone, and he's like, ah, "I'm the, you know, like I was like, I'm the purveyor of violence, a gentleman, and an all-around sick son of a bitch, and I'm here to enter myself into the G1 climax." So, which <laughs> is yes. one of New Japan's biggest deals ever is the G1 climax. Yes. So John Moxley's in the climax. At some point during the night. Uh, I think this was before all the big matches happened. John Moxley makes me climax. I'm sure he does. I was going to try to think of something. I'm sure. But But somewhere, uh, Kenta comes out, formerly Hideo. With Shibata. With Shibata. Shibata. R.I.P. He's not dead, but we all, that headbutt was rough. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) But like, Shibata comes out, you hear his theme in the crowd, it's like that low rumble where like the crowd hears the theme, they're like, oh, what the fuck is this? And then he comes out and the crowd goes nuts. Yeah. And then he stops, gets in the ring. Points at the top of the ramp, and then you hear Kenta's theme play, and then he comes out, and everyone's like, and it's Hideo Itami, and he sits in the ring, and he's doing like he's doing his little pose, and then they're like, take the microphone, something, something, G1 climax. It's like, oh fuck. So it's like, <laughs> Kenta's in there, John Moxley's in there. They announced a bunch of other people. Chris Jericho. I think Jericho's in, Jericho's there. in there. Like a bunch of people are in the climax. I'm super happy. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm watch this shit excited. out of that. I'm super. But yeah, the rest of it. Dominion was great. We had um, Evil and Sonata against Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah. Uh, for the IWGP heavyweight tag titles. Ooh. Yes. Uh, G.O.D. retained, but the match was great. Sonata came out with like a shaved beard and like a new haircut. He looked like a dad. He looked like Sonata was like Sadaddy. Like he came out looking fresh. And so he comes out evil's looking just as spooky as always with his big scythe looking like a Devil May Cry villain. And he's it. out here just fucking being crazy. Big spots in the match. G.O.D. retains on some fuckery. Oh, um, so they leave. That was a fun match. Will Ospreay versus uh, Dragon Lee for the junior heavyweight Whoa. title. Will Ospreay beat Dragon Lee, uh, but it was, like, a fucking amazing match. There was one spot where, like, Will Ospreay is on the outside up against the barricade near the announce table, but he's sitting on the barricade, sort of half barricade, half on the announcer table, yeah. so he's kind of reclined, but he's all fucked up. Dragon Lee is in the ring, hits the back rope, dives through the middle rope like a fucking missile. You know how sometimes people will dive through the middle rope and, like, oh, they're, like arms might touch the rope and their feet yeah. might clip. No. <laughs> Dragon Lee, like a pew, he just right drywall like missile, <laughs> yeah, drywall missile sound, Kyle missile, and just hits him. Boom! Damn near goes through Will Ospreay. Hits Will Ospreay, goes past him, Ooh. damn near into the crowd. No momentum lost. Will Ospreay's like, holy shit. Will Ospreay ends up winning with Stormbreaker, so Will Ospreay not only won uh, the Best of Super Juniors tournament like a week beforehand, he is now the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Yes. Which is only me being hopeful. It's just going to lead to a Hiromu Takahashi return with that cat. Give me Daryl. 
and just I want I want it. He's at like 999% better. When he said he's a thousand percent better, he'll come back, and he's this close. I'm so happy. So that match was great. How was uh, Shingo versus Kojima? It was rad. It was quick, but it was rad. Not quick, but it was yeah. fun. It was a great match. Just hard hitting, heavy stiff stiff shots. Shingo's a beast. I love that uh, I've been watching beat. Shingo for a while from fucking Dragon Gate. Uh, beast. So he's happy a they picked him up. Big scary guy with a spooky mullet, and so he's out here throwing wild hands. And then it was uh, Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Tetsuya Naito beats Ibushi. Tetsuya Naito's body is also held is held together by bubblegum and duct tape. He looks flabby. His not flabby. I don't want to say fat, but like skinny fat, like CM Punk dad twenty. Bod. Yeah. CM Punk twenty twelve, and skinny fat dad bod, likes ice cream, and and like you can tell. Like, he said at one point his shoulders like he said at some point his shoulders permanently fucked up from wrestling, and you could tell. His muscles are kind of atrophying. He's getting older. Yeah. Uh, Kota Ibushi, the man with the rubber neck. All, Kota Ibushi's whole career is, like, making out with Kenny Omega and taking neck bumps <laughs> on the apron that kill him. <laughs> He's every anime protagonist. I saw that fucking suplex. You saw that suplex oh. on the apron? His fucking neck just, like, crunched to the side. If any... the ma- I hate saying this. The match was great, and I loved it, but nobody should be praising that match because... I love that style of wrestling, but I don't want to see spots like that anymore. Oh, yeah. Because no, that ever, shit will kill you. If, if they you ever booked... Flat, oh, go. If sure. they ever booked, like, Ibushi versus Janela, I'm never fucking watching that. Oh, Ibushi Janela match? No. <laughs> yeah. Rough spots. Rough spots say, all around. If you're doing a apron spot, either do it face first, because yeah. you can do the hand block, yeah. or do flat back. Yeah. Because you can just lay Never down and flank it. Don't do the part where I'm gonna throw you over. You might hit your back. You might yeah. over rotate and crack your neck. But it sucks because like Ooh, no. the New Japan office loves when Ibushi does that shit, and the fans like seeing that. Uh... The match was great. That spot was terrifying. Don't. I Bushi's already had major neck surgery. I don't want to see him in a fucking wheelchair before he's thirty. Like yeah. fuck off. Nah. Fuck and then that. it was Jericho and Okada. Typical Jericho New Japan match. It was fun. It was hard hitting. Okada retains, obviously, because well, it's yeah. the, for the big belt. Okada retains, cool. And then, tip, again, typical Jericho New Japan match. Bell rings. He loses. But then he beats Just the shit out of Okada. Man. Very disrespectful. How dare he? And then uh, Tanahashi jumps the barricade because he was ringside. And he was, you know, announcing that night. Mm-hmm. And he beats the shit out of Jericho. So now we're going to get Jericho at Tanahashi <laughs> at some point, I imagine. Yes. Which is going to be a fine match. But at the same time, it's like Tanahashi is also held together by bubblegum and duct tape. His body's permanently fucked up because they uh, he's, and I hate making the Undertaker comparison, but he is, Tanahashi's old as shit, especially for that New Japan style. Oh, yeah. He's old as dirt. He can't go at that high level anymore, but they won't let him retire. <laughs> they keep putting the yen in his face, and he's like, gotta do it. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> do it for the yen. <laughs> no, stop it. Do it for the yen. Do it, do it for the yen. I'm not going to do, do it. Do it for the yen. Ain't gonna do it. And then, so I'm sure that ma- I'm sure that match will eventually be fun, and it'll be like a fun fire ass match. But I don't want to see it because I don't want that either either Jericho or Tanahashi to fucking die. Exactly. Dude, but Jericho on fucking social media lately is amazing. Oh, dude, he got that sauce, dude. He got telling he got, people to fuck their ass and yeah, calling he got them that cunts. sauce. He got that juice. And speaking of juice, the uh... Titan Gel. <laughs> That's a joke that no yeah, one's gonna say. No one's gonna um, understand that one. Speaking of juice, our next, I don't know, our next segment. Uh, we have a song. 
Yeah. To hype up one of the bands playing. Yeah. Uh, this show coming up on the 21st. And it's from our dear friends at Deranged Youth. Love and you it's guys. called Juice from Concentrate. So we're going to leave with that and come back with some plugs for the second half. Hey! So check it yeah. out! to take a minute or two to talk about our sponsors, our friends, and our advertisers here at the Just Plain Filthy Podcast. Hey, New England, do you support independent wrestling? Does seeing fresh new faces tear the roof down night after night put a smile on your face? Then you need to check out New England's very own UFO Wrestling. Witness the stars of tomorrow putting it down today at UFO Wrestling. Bands, we know promoting can be a bitch. Promoting your events, your upcoming releases, even your merch. We've been there, we've done that. Unfortunately for us, we didn't have a man like Andrew and his company unsigned, not unheard. But you do. Share your music, link up with artists, take advantage of a platform that has been put there to help you succeed. Created by a man who is passionate at helping bands thrive. Unsigned, not unheard. Find them on Facebook, on Bandcamp, and many other social media platforms. Do you have a beard? Or does your loved one have a beard? We know 
It can be dry, itchy, unhealthy, just plain sad. Our friends at Alpha Wolf Beard Balm and Oil got the stuff to help you keep looking good. Guaranteed that an army of ladies will surround you at any given time. And you'll have to say, maybe next time ladies, I'm booked. That's why you need Alpha Wolf Beard Balm and Oil. Keep you looking like the head of the pack. like I haven't done this like it's a bi-weekly occurrence 55 times it's a bi-weekly <laughs> occurrence but well, we are back now yeah and that was our song and our plugs and that was a song that Campbell enjoys I really yeah. enjoy that song that's called Juice uh, from Concentrate Juice from, Juice from Concentrate by, by Deranged Youth, Youth. Yeah. Uh, every time they fucking play it I go kind of nuts he goes but... kind of he gets a little kooky <laughs> like he's had too much sugar he feels a little kooky I feel a little kooky <laughs> So they get a little wacky. They get a little wacky. I love. I mean, I don't love that man, but I love that man. <laughs> Sam Hyde is an <laughs> asshole and a terrible human, but my God, those videos are great. Um, Before we get into the questions, what I want sure. to do, sure. Uh, there's one thing I was gonna try to put into before, but I was just like, nah, I got a smooth transition. Let's fucking do this for sure. Um, the Steve Austin podcast yeah. is going to be coming back June 18th. I heard about. It. Um, I heard. But the first guest on the podcast. Is none other than Tony Khan. Tony Khan, yeah. Tony Khan, holy so shit. So that's a pretty big deal. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> the interview that he did with uh, Chris Van Vliet on YouTube. was great. That was great. Yeah. The interview he did with um, Talk is Jericho, that was good. Tony Khan um, is very so. well spoken. He's very And he, he's a wrestling he's a, fan, he's but he's not, a fan. A, he's not one of those cringy fans. No, he, he understands and it. He, he's that perfect ratio yeah. between business guy and, and wrestling I, fan. And it's so. all and it's it's I like Tony Khan. I think Tony Khan is good for the business. He, yeah, he has a he has a young mind for today's wrestling. Younger young, mind. Young ass. Young, younger, younger mind. Compared to what we've young already esque. Yeah, compared to what we've got. Young ass. What? He's young esque. He uh, has a mind for the business. He really does. Uh, unlike other companies place. that we talk about on this program. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's going to be a good shit. That's going to be a fun one. And also because Austin's not, like, a WWE shill. Yeah. And he's not, like, under contract with them or doing, like, podcasts for them. He can get away with saying whatever he wants. And I hope, I hope Tony Khan can get Steve Austin to kind of open up about, like, shit about wrestling he doesn't really like. <laughs> yes. Because, so, you know, Steve, Steve Austin's very, very about that. I don't know why I just became... Yo, imagine all out names. that class breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Mance Warner is just a non-raspy version of. Yeah, and I can't Stone do Cold, I can't so. do raspy, so which is weird, but. but no, we let's talk do about it. The questions. Uh, yeah, let's get let's get into the questions. Uh, first one questions. is by George. Um, Does he have a last name? Yeah, I don't want to keep that up. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Fair enough. Um, what do you think about the rumor that this week's Firefly Funhouse was Bray Wyatt and WWE's way of taking a shot at John Moxley and Jericho? Oh, um, I if think you don't know the comparison. I have a screen cap. That sure. Yeah, actually, yeah. I would. I would like to see the screen okay. cap because I haven't watched it. Yeah, I didn't. Bray watch Wyatt it. debuted another Firefly Funhouse segment this week on Raw, and it was quite twisted. But was Ooh. there a deeper meaning behind everything that went on? Ta-da! There's a new conspiracy theory worth checking out. The sign that Bray Wyatt put on the door said, Abandon all hope, ye who exit here. Oh, oh. This could have been an illusion 
to speaking about Wyatt's twisted PTSD mind, or other fans saw it as an immediate reference to WWE and the current exodus that a lot of WWE superstars are yeah. said to be taking part in. Such Ramblin' a... Rabbit felt like he was like he wanted to say something during this episode as well. He was tired of not of having Mercy the Buzzer eat him, but then he got up to talk about what's really going on in the funhouse, and Bray Wyatt smashed him with a comedically oversized mallet to silence uh, him. I... Later, putting Ramblin' Rabbit in an old school Smucker's style jam jar that said breakfast spread. I. So, is this them mm. taking a shot at Moxley and other people that want to leave you know, by saying, don't speak up because we will crush you? I mean, there's a lot of prop comedy there. There's, so. a, there's a lot of prop comedy there. I personally don't see it that way. Not necessarily. I'm going to chalk it up to su- subtle coincidence. But if it is a shot at like Moxley and Sean Spears and AEW and people who have said shit against, and even Goldust has said stuff. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't be shocked if they were taking shots. I personally don't think they were. Yeah, but it no. makes but sense. It, it makes are. sense, but it would it, be so petty. Like they should be above that being the biggest wrestling thing ever. I mean, petty. we say that, but we but like also the, say like, hey, you should probably start taking shots at your competition. But the WWE will never. I'm sorry, AEW is going to be big. We already know that. Yeah. It's not gonna. It won't be. Of all that Titan Joe. It's all that Titan Joe. Sponsors, please. Madangus, big time. And so, uh, PP go big, big, Titan gel. Um, it, yeah, we need that big, big. But no, it... PP Jessica. What was she want that? It's just, I'm not... I don't know. I feel like they should, they, WWE should be too big for that type of petty child's play. But I, we all know they're not, because Vince McMahon is like an asshole. Good shit! It's just so us. You just got a court summons that says you can't eat shit anymore. <laughs> but this is good shit. See that? Well, you can't eat it. Why? Why didn't I Photoshop Vince McMahon's face on that particular frame of Rick and Morty? <laughs> you can't eat it. This still, is good shit. I mean, this pork spoonful of shit. It's just, it's too late to do it, but you should still do it. Oh, well, God. So, well, that's my answer. Secondary question. From Travis. Shouts out, Travis. Shouts out. Um, my boy. Beats, Bears, or Battlestar Galactica? Mm. Well, the I'm Office. I'm a fan of Beats, and I'm also a fan of Bears. I've never watched Battlestar Galactica. Well, that's a Office reference, and I'm in a hot take. Office is not that good of a show. <gasps> Parks and Rec is better. Parks and Rec is better, but Thirty Rock is better than both of them. I will die. I haven't on... watched enough of that to really make it. I will die on that hill. The Office is a bad show after season four. I want. I will fight anyone over it. Campbell, I will put you through this drywall. Call my ass, Kyle. You better <laughs> stow that opinion. You will be a drywall missile. I have the guns to make it stick. These ones. Beats! Oh, he's going beats, okay. Okay. Yeah, no. I I mean, if I have to pick one, bears. Had to spite the other. Because bears are spooky. I thought thought Twinkie Boy over here was going to go with bears, but. Oh, I should have done that. Ah! (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Travis asked the question, so I had to be like, beats. Alright. Oh, I get it. God damn it. (laughs) Um, And last one. What is your worst concert memory so far? Any show set adrift ever played. <laughs> <laughs> Campbell's former band. Former oh, band. Oh, really thank yeah. you guys for coming out. And by coming out, I mean like our parents for driving uh, us here. Thank you to my and mom sticking for sticking around. Out. 
Yeah, thank you for my mom for driving me here. This one's for you, Julie. <laughs> um, uh, worst concert experience. If you want to think about that, I got one. Yeah, go for it. I need um, tank. Back in like 2010 or 11, I got to see Hit the Lights at Rocco's. No way! And um, I paid like twenty dollars to go to that show. Jesus! And then a circle pit started out of nowhere. And I hit the lights show. Yeah, and it was the beginning of their set. So I was looking forward to it because they still haven't played my favorite songs. And Circle Pit started. Some kid jumped and tried to do a knee in the Circle Pit, and it clipped me in the head. And I got knocked out for like a solid five minutes. Yeah. And I woke up in the back of the room. My friend dragged me to the back and propped me up against the wall so I wouldn't, like, get hurt. Yeah. And I don't recall the rest of their set. Oh. I paid twenty dollars to see Hit the Lights, and I didn't even get to see no, Hit the Lights. No, you got you paid twenty dollars to get a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I mean, who hasn't paid twenty dollars at Rocco's to get a concussion before? Fucking um, me. I would say a close second to that though would be the uh, the bar fight that happened at the Parasitic Ejaculation Show. Heard like, about that? You were there for that? I was there. Wow, I heard uh, about that. That a was piece like... of glass came by and scraped my leg. Dude, that knew that amazing. But I would I would so say it would be bad, but I already saw like. Um, six out of the eight bands that were booked on yeah. it, so I got my money's worth already. I, I at that point I wasn't like going to like local shows and seeing like air quotes local bands. I know that some of those bands were not necessarily local, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I, I even I heard about that. Will Mercer, yeah. friend of the show, even I yeah, fucking he was, heard about he that there. shit. He was there. Yeah. I was like, oh, me my and my friend Rob God. went there. We saw everything. Yeah. All the bands killed it, and then end of Pathogenic for some reason. The least heavy band of the fucking show yeah. is the one that had a fucking bar fight, wild, and there was wild. like a fucking bottle smash, and they were like threatening to cut each other, and yeah. a fist fight, and more balls are broken. Guy gets thrown like into the bar Didn't, area. Like, a table get knocked over or yeah. some shit. And then yep. the cops came like immediately. Like this guy. Yeah, because you would almost on... think like the cops are like, "Hey, dude, go in there and start shit so we can shut yeah. this place down." Because what? What? What venue was that again? Was it was that? at the Elks Lodge, the just now a fucking um, car dealership on yep. Daniel Webster. Yeah, so that's crazy. But now me, I had to think about mine. Mine was a free show that I got to go see. Well, it was free because I was supposed to go. I was back a couple years ago. I was working at a certain hospital in Boston, and one of my uh, coworkers uh, got like a. She was gonna go with her boyfriend, but they couldn't go. So she sold one of her tickets to a friend, and she goes, hey, do you just want this other ticket? We're not going. And I was like, hell yeah, Sarah, I'll fucking go. And so I take the fucking ticket from her, not knowing what the show is. I didn't care. I just wanted to go see a show. Fuck it, whatever. It's at the House of Blues. It's my favorite spot. At that point, I wasn't uh, doing vegan-type stuff. And so I was like, Popeye's is right there. I'm going to get that fried chicken, and then... That South Pizza is fucking fire. Right, that's right, right, right there. Right down, lands down. I was like, I'm gonna get some fried chicken. My picture was their uh, default picture on their Google page for a while. I love that. That's cool. Was it a good picture? It was just was it me uh, seductively eating a piece of pizza. Oh, see? We logged into their Google account and uh, switched their picture for like, all the reviews. And then it was it. like that for like six months. It's everything I wanted. <laughs> and it turned out to be... And it turned out to be a... Uh, Bullet for my Valentine concert mm. with Asking Alexandria as the opening band. Mm. And I wanted to, and once I found that out, because I finally read the ticket when I got there, because it was like, she gave me the ticket, and it was like, for that night. Like, it was like, an immediate, 
hey, do you want to go to a it's show? It's probably like in an envelope too or something. Yeah, like she's like, here, here you go. And I was like, oh, cool. And I finally get to House of Blues. I'm like, I wonder what I'm seeing tonight. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's Bullet and Asking. And I was like, well, I'm a fan of Bullet. So and they like both bands had an album out that same year, 2015. Yeah. Okay. So Bullet had like Venom come out, and I think that was like a great album because like their first two albums slap, and the rest was garbage. And then Venom was actually like a return to form, air quotes album. And I love early thousands metalcore, so I'm fucking in. And it was just sounded like that, but like modern produced. I was like, I'm fucking here. And Asking just kicked out Danny Warson up and got that fucking Croatian fella. And then they put out an album. Didn't really like that album. And I wasn't there to see them. So it was free, so I didn't give a shit. So I'm, I'm at the show. And, you know, I get my little vodka Red Bull. And I'm fucking, ha, ah, I'm basic bitching it. And I'm there. And I'm having a good time. And, you know, Asking goes on. And they're playing their set. And I'm like, whatever. And I found out the set list online beforehand. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, I know what their last song's gonna be. So their last song, I think they played like the final chapter or some dumb shit. Yeah. And um, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God, and so, so they're doing the thing. They get off. I move to the barricade because I want to see Bullet. And I want to see Bullet up front. Fuck it. I get another couple of drinks in me. Ah, gang, gang, having a good time. And so I get closer and I'm on the barricade and I'm pushed up. Bullet goes on like 15 minutes after I get there. Sick. Mm-hmm. They rip into like. A song from like their first album and I it was like I think it was like hit the floor or something and I was like oh and I lose my shit because that's one of my favorite tunes so I, I go into it and they're playing like waking the demon like they're going they're trotting Ooh. out the hits right classic they're trotting out the hits and you know you're on the barricade you feel the pressure behind you because there's people rocking there's people mm-hmm. moving and grooving pressure? pushing into you and shit out of nowhere that pressure stops and I have room to move and I'm like oh that's a little odd and I oh, turn around, and you know how I am about pits. I've, I've been like that since I hurt my back when I'm like 2010. I turn around, there's a full-on circle pit behind me, and I'm notoriously angry as a person when touched, and I don't like mosh pits for that reason, because I will go from I'm having fun to like crowd killing, <laughs> it's time, and like zero to pissed in three seconds is what I've, people have described my temper. And so I turn around to see... A wall of 18-year-olds and, like, little kids spin-kicking with their Doc Martens, and they're push-pitting, and they're shoving, and they're throwing wild hands, and I'm like, I gotta get the... F- I'm a little drunk. I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. 2015 was, what, four years ago? I was early 20s, and... What are you doing? Oh, I was getting, it was getting weird for a second. Tell them the story, bitch. And so I fucking... I see that, and I'm like, oh, I gotta leave. And I turn to leave, and a boot clips me right in the chest and I'm like oh, Sparta it, it hard some little fucking freak with his little spin kick bleh, move hit Campbell hits me right in the fucking chest <laughs> then he did he fucking like Superman pose after that right so he he, he hits me and I all you hear is like and I'm like oh, oh. that even sounded like it hurts. yeah and I bought I bought a shirt that night I bought like a bullet shirt at the merch booth that was a footprint Dude tore it. He, he, oh, the heel of his boot was so sharp it went, and it. That's why I don't why have it fuck anymore. Are you moshing in stilettos? Crazy. I don't know how, <laughs> but it just it clipped me at the right angle, and it tore a, like a huge hole in my shirt. So I got like a Iron Man fucking hole in my chest, yeah. and I'm like, this is bullshit. And so I look at that little fuck, and I like laser focus on his dumb face, and I walk up towards him with my hand out. Like, I'm just going to... I walk through a circle pit with my... I'm going to boop him on the nose. I'm going to boop him real hard. I'm going to boop the snoot. I'm booping the snoot. And I pick... Like, he's spin kicking, and I stop his foot from kicking, and I grab him by the shirt, and I put my hand back, whole cock. Like, I'm just going to rock this kid. And I look at him, 
and like the lights are going and he looks like he's like 16. I'm in my early 20s. If I hit this fucking kid, I'm going to prison. It's Massachusetts. That's assault. I'm going to, it's assault of a minor. I'm going doing to time. Jail. I'm doing time. Like state time. And I'm like, <clears throat> and he kind of looks at me. And I was in way better shape then than I'm in now. Now I'm a flabby man boy. But back then I was like, cut. And I have my hand out. And I'm like, I do that one deep breath. <sighs> okay. Ooh. And then instead of like letting him go, I grab him with the other part of his collar. And I just shove him to the floor. And he's like, ah! And I'm like, huh? And I just, I leave. I left the show. Oh. I left. I went home. I was ripped shit. The hole in my shirt. I was very mad. The other bad concert experience, I elbowed a 14-year-old girl in the face at a Coheed show. That was a mistake. Ooh. That was a big mistake. And then she's like, hi, do you want to be my family? And I was like, no. No. Because she was cute. Because she was cute. But I was like old enough. I was like, she was cute. And she looked like she was 18. To be fair, I was like 19, 20. And we were chatting it up. And I was like, and I had a girlfriend at the time anyway. But I was like, oh, you know, how you doing? And she's like, oh, and we're talking. And she's like, oh, do you want to meet my mom and dad? I was like, no. I'm I, out. Because I asked her how old she was. She's like, 14. And I'm like, gotta go. But I elbowed her out. Oh, blessed. I elbowed her in the head, and I feel really bad about it to this day, because I feel like I concussed her. I gave her a black eye. It's the first and only time I've ever hit a woman. So there you go. Oh, Those are my two bad concert experiences. Right, I love so, it. Um, wraps up questions. Yes. Um, I got a couple things before we do some plug-in. Um, an awesome show was just announced by Game Changer Wrestling. Ooh. It is Joey Janela's Escape from Los Angeles. God damn it. Yes. And it's going to be held at the Ukrainian Culture Center in Los Angeles, featuring Jungle Boy. Nice. Mance Warner. <laughs> the best torso in wrestling, Dustin Thomas. God damn. Yes. Um, Spider Nate Webb, and <laughs> a match between Nick Gage and okay. Jimmy Havoc. No shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Only Joey Janela could pull that off. Yeah. So I feel like Jimmy Havoc's going to give him paper cuts with his prison papers. So I love it. <laughs> I think that's amazing. That match is going to be fucking sick. Um, they just announced a bunch of people play, um, that are going to be a part of it. Have not announced any of the matches besides the main event. I'm, ass I'm assuming it's going to be ridiculous. Oh, you yeah. got people like Jungle Boy, Mance Warner, and Nate Webb. So you're going to be fucking good. Um... Then you get the best torso in wrestling. Yeah. So Knee pad down. Oh, wait. <laughs> I will pad up. I will pad, pad down. down. These are also my knee pads. I don't have legs. Yeah, damn. Um, also, there's going there's going to be a show happening in Jersey City. It, possibly one of the best hardcore lineups I've seen in a while that's not this is hardcore. It's called Back to School Jam 2019. It's going to be featuring Martyr AD, Most Precious Blood, Guns Up, Casey, <laughs> um, Culture no. Abuse, Fiddlehead, Drug Church, Abuse of Power, Aww. Fence Cut, Vane, and Folly. So, so it's going to be badass. With just Guns Up and Fiddlehead. Yeah. Like, I'm there with fucking drug turrets and folly in vain. Like, I'm fucking oh. there. I like guns up too, but I'm not as familiar with them as you are. But, so that's going to be um, September 7th at the White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, New Jersey. I love it. If Damn you want to know where the White Eagle Hall is, or if you're not familiar, that's where they had Joey Janela's Spring Break 1 and 2. Hell yeah. Well, no, just Spring Break 2. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So that's that's that. And wrapping up headlines. Um, if you have wait, not wait, heard, wait, wait, wait. Killer Cross did ask for his Impact this. Wrestling um, release. Ooh. He's uh, he said he feels like he's worth a lot more than they're paying what him. they're giving him. I would agree well, with that. Um, I but agree. he's he's not leaving just yet. They're trying to come to some sort of common ground because yeah. he is not as big of a name as he thinks he is, and they've all they all kind of got that as the consensus. It's like, true. He's, big, he's a good performer. He's not a world famous star at this point. Not yet, but he's really so good. So he can't really just go somewhere and mm. get like the red carpet rolled out for him and what he wants to have done. For yeah, him. he can't like walk up to a con other company and ask for a bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're not going to give him that. So what they're doing right now is trying to work on uh, maybe pay change, yeah. um, more creative stuff to do um, for Impact, and he's working a lot more shows like Good. bar wrestling Good. and stuff like that. So isn't he isn't isn't he with Scarlet uh, Bordeaux? Yes. Good for him. Yeah. Shouts out to fucking Killer Cross. And I like the dynamic that they do um, when they do three people like um, six man tags. Yeah. It's usually. Killer Cross and Scarlet, yeah, and one other dude, and they always do the thing where Scarlet's kind of like sort of flirting with the other dude as well, right? And Killer Cross is just sitting there like, <laughs> don't you understand? Being a fucking cuck, and uh, then he they he, the guy starts like checking her out, and he's like eyeing her, like eyeing him, like don't you fucking yeah. touch her. And then at some point, uh, they had a match before, and the guy slapped her ass, and he just got up, and got just, to like, the ring, decimated and, like, him. Put him in the corner and sort of like mouthing off like, you "Bitch, I will destroy you." That's kind of like that. I like that demo, like that whole dynamic. Feel, uh, that's dynamic. that's kind of like what um, Maria Canellis used to do when she was in Japan. Yeah, doing shit with the Bullet Club and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. distracting Carl Anderson. So uh, that wraps in up AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. Fucking gay community. With a gay community. Pride Month. Month. Pride Month. Notice that he was probably the only one that didn't do those pride photos. I, I don't think he was. Just fucking I mean, saying. I think he was, but just I fucking know. saying. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know if you guys have heard, but both Campbell and myself. Yep. Y'all, y'all doing putting out some music. Y'all making some of them tunes. To, yeah, we making some tunes. Trying to do some stuff. Take your right foot seat. Okay. Um. Well. Uh. As many of you probably saw on Facebook, uh, my Fuck band uh, Drifted Sea just released a single. Uh, Drifted Sea is me, uh, Kevin, Jake, Travis Pritcher, uh, Pitcher. I keep you fucking. Always do I that. always put an R in his name. I don't know why. Well, he has an R. It's just not where you put it. Yeah, it's just never where I put it. Uh, <laughs> it's the four of us making music. Writing. We're writing an EP. We decided to release a single first. Smart. Um, and. There's going to be more to come. It's really heavy shit. It's something that I'm actually proud of and proud to put out there. Yo, now, let me do a little mock interview. Let me do a mock interview real quick for the yeah. both of y'all, because I don't have no music yet. Okay. Yeah, what's up? But... You want to do a mock interview? Of course. Mr. Part. Campbell. Yeah. Is it true that you were the one of the primary lyricists on this song? Uh, yes, I was. Yes, indeed. Yes. Good. How? What was the lyric writing process for the song like? Uh, I wrote the choruses. Mm-hmm. The and- hooks. The uh, yeah, I wrote the hooks, uh, and the uh, the other person that wrote lyrics on the song mm-hmm. uh, wrote his lyrics separately. Correct. And when we came together, they kind of just they meshed really, they meshed well, really well, and uh, that's how the song. Now going forward, are you be. going to be 
Uh, I am doing... More of a primary lyricist. I'm going to be more of the primary lyricist. Mm -hmm. uh, I am... There are suggestions being thrown around between bandmates. We try to be more of a cohesive unit. Good. Instead of just, like, one person makes all the decisions because that's mm -hmm. not how a band works. I agree. <laughs> so, I was lucky enough to be there for a recording session Yes, you for were this. there when I recorded my vocals. Exactly. Now... I'm not not to throw shade. Your vocals were changed in the last minute, and you were delegated to, say, like, backing screams and backing cleans on the song. Yes. You're still on there, and it's clearly audible in the mix, but those vocals were changed kind of like a last-minute thing. We yeah. found out that you go, they were going for a different vocal style, and, you know, you at the time could not do that, so you... Yes. Which yes. is fine. Now, do you think that's going to be a recurring trend, or are you uh, like, I'm going to be we doing are this? We're trying to balance out. Of course. There's... there's Three vocalists in the band. Yeah. So, uh... Um, Which is not a bad thing. It's not terrible. There's going to be two people up front, and then, yeah. obviously, Jake is... Doing his part, yeah. Doing his part. So, um, we're trying to figure out a way to balance them... Of course. ...out. Uh, in the recording process. In the recording process. So, say it would be more like some songs would be more you than Travis or Jake, and then some songs might be more like Jake than Travis or you. Is uh, like we're, balancing we're, finding, we're finding our flow yeah, with that. Um... It's going to be, it's going to be a more cohesive effort mm -hmm. than any Before. other project that I've been a part of. That's good. Communication is key, like <laughs> any solid, like any solid relationship. Uh, which I enjoy a lot more. I feel like I work a lot better when I have heads to bounce off of. Of course. And as we know. Yeah, exactly. Being part of a uh, unit. My every other band I've been a part of, I've been the sole like, I've been the sole person writing lyrics. I For really sure. have. Anyone to bounce Anyone off of. Anyone to bounce off ideas, except for in later stages. Yeah. Uh, now it's... Perfect. W from the jump, we're all just bouncing ideas off each other. I love and it. It's, it's been a really good process. Now, I have a final question before we move on. Yes. Now, is there any sort of time frame for other songs, music videos, or the EP in general? Uh, we are that you know of? filming a music video at some point in the next couple of months. Is that so? Uh, we're doing a lyric video for this single... And we are trying to get down to the studio to do the rest of the EP. Um, I love it. And who are you recording with? Uh, Stephen Che from Stephen Che Recordings. There you go. Uh, he's I gotta, I gotta. local. Uh, so on Facebook, look look him up. It's just Stephen Che Recordings. He does good good work for good prices. Amazing. And he really he really hammers home. He really gets the best product out of you possible. Good. Now, name of the song is "Message in a Bottle." Message correct? in a Bottle by, by Drift at Sea. We are on Facebook. Uh, there's going to be a lyric video for this song very soon. Perfect. Done by um, a good friend of mine, former bandmate. Perfect. Casey Campbell has a new song with new band, Big Heavy Stuff. We've heard it. I love that song. I listen to that shit all the time. That's awesome. I'm not in interview mode. Now I'm like back to like gang <laughs> That's shit. Awesome. Uh, That's I love, awesome. I fucking love that song. I listen to that shit when I work out sometimes and I'm like, yo, this is lit. That's just so me. Smart, thank now, you. TJ Vegas, you have a different name. Yes. Now, you've, you've released an EP. Yes. Under, under, on the 12th, I did it. On the 12th. So, I'll relate it under the, the pseudonym Kill Murray. There's a raccoon on that roof. What the fuck? There's a, yo, we yo, out here with the raccoon gang. But, Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Yo, he's, he's eyeballing. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you've released an EP under the pseudonym Kill Murray, which is a... A persona is a version yes. of you, I imagine. Yes. Now, this is not the first time you've done this. It's not the first time you've released music under this name, correct? Yeah, no, definitely not. But this is the first time that I've actually got it recorded from somewhere other than 
my living room right. and did something as far as what I put out. I did an EP, which was a four-song EP, and all of it had a pretty cohesive theme. It was just um, talk about my different beliefs and opinions on social, political, and economic things going on in the For world sure. at the moment. So, so this is your first sort of professionally recorded yes. session yes. with Kill Murray. Yes. Who did you record with? Uh, Angry Boy Collaborative, which is our personal friend Travis Pitcher, his uh, recording group that he does. There's five acts involved with Ang- Angry Boy Recordings. I love Angry it. Boy Collaborative. And I'm one of them. You are one of these signed artists, so to speak. Yes. I love it. So what is... You, know, you kind of went into it. Can you please elaborate on some of the lyrical content of the EP? And the EP. What, what your message is through this music. Okay. So, starting off, I start the song Kill, mm-hmm. which is the first song off the Systems EP. It talks about um, war, propaganda, and like how the government is um, using human lives as collateral damage, essentially. I like it. Um, That's heavy. We go on next to Stockholm, which is one of my favorites that I put in there, if I have an opinion on that. That's my personal favorite. I mean, it's your word. I was saying, you made it, of Um, course. It is my take on religion. If you know me very well, you know I'm against organized religion, but I do follow the satanic Mm -hmm. commandments, uh... Almost like a, like the satanic doctrine of sorts. Yes, I do try the, to follow the, that the as basic teachings of as I can. Of course, you know, not every day is perfect. I no. give my opinions, and they're not fucking what asked for. Of course, no, that's but fine. that's that's the. I feel like through music, your opinions are paramount. It's yeah. it's how you it's a feel. way that I'm portraying my art. Of course, so and there's nothing wrong with that. So Stockholm is about you being taught something for so long. And then wanting to leave, but the mm. guilt and shade that's been thrown at you right. makes you feel scared to leave, kind of like your Stockholm Syndrome. You've been accustomed to this your whole life, and now you feel like you can't go anywhere, you can't escape, you can't escape it. They call that, that's that's that Catholic guilt. Yeah, <laughs> For essentially, sure. yeah. yeah. Um, systems is about the way that media makes you think things and divides people. Um sort of left versus right, gay mm-hmm. versus straight, white versus black, citizens versus cops. All these different dynamics, they're all present in the song systems. I it's love all it. these different systems that they use to propagate bullshit. <laughs> um, and lastly, my EP ends with Vicious Cycle. And as it now this kinda, is a, Now this is a song that we've heard before. Yes. And I like this song. I already yes. love this song. Um, but with this song... I kind of just go into thing like they keep you poor. Mm-hmm. You try to get out of that. More bullshit gets thrown at you that you need to do this, and then you need to do that, and then you need to do this, and then it all comes right back full circle in some sort of giant vicious cycle. You are always going to stay poor. Right. You're going to try to get out of the poor by giving more money to the corporations, right. which are in the back pocket of other people that are trying to keep you poor. So it's always gonna. It's always gonna continue. It's always gonna keep. It's continuing. always gonna go full circle. It's a vicious. To cycle. quote it, yes. It's a giant fucking vicious cycle, and it makes no fucking sense. 
And yeah, it, it yeah. really that, doesn't. To quote my song, that'd be... No, that's fine. Yeah. Again, yeah. this is I this even is briefly time. go into the whole, like, abortion thing in that song. Right. Oh, yeah. Which I wrote this song years ago. Yeah. But I was like, yo, this, this, this is relevant yeah. now. Fuck it. Do it now. Now so. would be the time. So you've, yeah. al- you've always been very, uh, I guess, conscious in your... Yeah. And especially Very your, definitely your Kill Murray stuff. Yes. There's there's no room for a lot of humor in the Kill Murray uh guide in the book. No, that's where Toxico comes in. That's where <laughs> your, that's where some of the other pseudonyms and and in characters yeah. come from, like an Intoxico. Yeah. Uh Fuck yeah. Very good. Well, I'm glad you boys are enjoying your musical adventures. Yeah, you can, uh, oh, yeah. Currently, if I'm just going to go and end this on this note. By all means, please. You can currently find my EP systems on Apple Music. You can find it on Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and I'm thinking very soon I might try to put it up on Bandcamp, but that's a lot of fucking little micromanagement bullshit that I gotta do. So that sounds at the moment you can find every everything else under the Angry Boy Collaborative banner. Check them out. It's me, Zorg of XI, Sketch. Grizz and Sun Cult, and we are trying to take the New England hip hop scene by force. Please Fuck do. Yeah, you can listen to a Grizz at Sea on Bandcamp. Yeah, well, Bandcamp. Did, what's the URL? Uh, Adrift at Sea one. Uh, dot Bandcamp dot com. Couldn't get a Drift at Sea, could you? I did. Couldn't get a Drift at CNH. Well, now they're Drift at Sea one. They're the first, dude. I mean, like, uh, yeah, you can do it there. Well, uh, we are a Drifted Sea One. You should do Let Facebook. Me Peep That uh, AAS. <laughs> Let Me Peep That AAS. And I don't have music, but you could probably find me in Face any. Face down AAS up. That's right. You can find me at any probably That's local. That's going to be your next shirt. I'm going to make that for you. Local dive bar telling jokes on any given day. Yeah, you got so, the comedy stuff. So you can. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't make music. I rap sometimes under a very goofy name, but. <laughs> I've made a personal note. I'm gonna write and record one song this year that's not goofy, so mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do that. And you it's gonna, do that. It's definitely Is gonna it be. It might. I don't know. It's gonna <laughs> definitely be a uh, definitely an experiment in my ability Max. to write. It might be. An, it's a, definitely gonna be an exercise in my ability to compose and to like write and maybe play an instrument because I haven't done that in a while. So it'll be fun. So I'll do that, and you can also find me, like I said, at any local dive bar at any given night, telling jokes for five minutes at a time and getting no response because I'm bad at it. <laughs> Except for the times that everyone's seen me perform and I do really well, but the times that you're not there to see me tell jokes, I'm fucking ass. And with that, we're going to go with our last plug. Our Night of Filth number eight pew, is pew, approaching. Pew, pew, pew. Yes. It's June 21st, which is a Friday. The show starts at, the doors are at 5, show starts 5.30. It's going to be, I think, six or seven bands. It's a lot. Um, Banshee Kid, Moody, Broadwing, Deranged Youth, Sun Cults, Tactiles, and the band that we are going to play for you right now. Oh, fuck. I Conqueror. Now, this is I Conqueror's track, Dead Space. It's brand new, so check it out here on the Just Plain Filthy Podcast. Wait, before we go into it, you guys want to hear a joke to really end us off? Yo. What's worse than finding ants in your pants? What? Uncles.
wish to see each other or something.